The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California. Tonight I have another friend visiting me, as well as an associate of Law of Attraction magazine, Ms. Deb Eisman. She's going to be telling us about a huge car accident that changed her life in just a split second. Enduring a painful recovery, and then... On the verge of suicide, she discovered that she had the power to heal herself. And with that power, she could also reinvent herself. It's a very inspirational show that will show you that no matter how bleak and desperate things are, you can manifest everything you need to change your life for the better. In other words, there is no need to ever give up. It just means to learn to keep your eyes open to see all of the wonderful opportunities flowing your way. Deb's going to be with us in just a few minutes, but along the lines of creating a new life, I just wanted to toss some things out here. Your mind is so powerful when it's open to other possibilities. What stops people immediately is a closed mind. To me, the world is my holographic universe. You know, kind of like Star Trek. Instead of writing out a script for my desires, I am now choosing to step up into my holographic platform and flip the switch to turn on the first visualization. At first, it feels really good and so much fun. And boy, am I playing a wonderful movie in my head you know, very similar to what you saw in Star Trek. My only intention is to grasp the kinds of emotions that are associated with my holographic deck. So let's say I want to go on the cruise and I see myself entering the beautiful, huge luxury ship. And then I see myself unpacking in the beautiful room with a a big balcony and then I see a, a bowl of fresh fruit on the counter as a bon voyage gift from a friend and then I see myself playing in the casino or taking in a great show in the evening and oh boy am I having a great time I am feeling the excitement and the fun and I'm hearing the laughter and I'm seeing everybody else having a great time too and did I forget to mention the food in the dining rooms and and how it's filled with laughter and good cheer and oh my god the food is so delicious (laughs) and then meeting the new people at your table or even getting off the ship and traveling around to see the new sights this is my life in the holographic universe the shopping oh Gosh, I'm having a great time. And then I return to the ship to get back on board. And then all of a sudden, I notice black clouds in the distance. And I begin to feel some anxiety about getting on the ship, knowing that I'm going to be experiencing some really tough weather. You know, high seas and the dreaded seasickness is not one of my favorite things in the world. And uh, unfortunately, I've watched a lot of videos <laughs> of the ships that were caught up in, t- in terrible storms. You know, I, I'm sure you've seen them where the furniture is going from one side of the ship to the other side of the ship. And it's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and of course, I don't know if you saw this movie, but the one that really stays with me is the Poseidium Adventure that showed on New Year's Eve, the ship actually went down underneath the water. So I have got this fear from everything that I saw before. And I allowed this fear to come up so that I could feel it again. Now you just got a clue as to what is stopping me from materializing a cruise. The fear popped up 
when I least expected it. And this was my big chance to reprogram my cruise on my holographic deck. The moment I saw the dark clouds, I rushed to the control panel of the holographic deck and I flipped the switch to avert what I am afraid of. And I get back on the cruise ship and notice that the captain has called for a change of itinerary so that we can all stay in the port for another day and enjoy more off-ship activities. The fact that I took charge of my fear allowed me to create another scene that kept me delighted with the great food and the terrific shopping and even more fun. Now, remembering that your thoughts are your portal to manifestation, you are creating solutions to relieving that fear. Every day, whether you're on your holographic deck or not, you have the power to create solutions to relieve the fear. Your thoughts have powerful energies that create the life as you want it. The secret is that life is a holographic universe, which is far away from living in your 3D world or 3D reality. Your job is to thoroughly enjoy your holographic world so much and let your limiting beliefs come through so that you can correct them while you are in the holographic platform. That's how you manifest. Now, this is my preferred way to create. And if you really look at the science behind it, your mind is creating everything in this world. When you can step outside of your day-to-day -day living, which is in the 3D world, because you see it's distracting you, from being in your 3D world. It's allowing you to move beyond our current reality. You know, it's kind of like watching TV, but with the TV, you're not the one creating it. You're the follower of what someone else created. It's just like a book. When you read a book, you are a follower. You're not the creator. So you're getting information that's not so much about what you can create, but what the author created. That's really important to realize. Now, there are many other ways that you can create as well. And as you will see with Deb, she's going to share some powerful discovery that really changed her life for the better. And of course, there are vision boards, there's scripting, there's journaling. And there is just plain visualization. Now, meditation is totally different because, yes, you can get that bliss, but you need to blank out your mind. You need to put your mind on pause so that the messages from the universe can be delivered to you. You cannot hear those messages within the monkey mind. It works good. Meditation is fabulous. But meditation is not a creative platform. Now, if you have ever dreamed of channeling information from other entities, then you have to have a blank mind to let the entities come through and to talk with you as you pick up their thought forms. Well, for me, I prefer to be the powerful creator of my life. Why? Oh, I guess it's because I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough reason for me. I can manifest anything I want as long as I understand, identify, and release the limiting beliefs. It's not always instantaneous. And the average time frame for my manifestations appear in about two years, which is great because it gives me time to go in there and tweak as I go along. I also like the fact that when I say holographic deck, 
again, I'm putting myself into a Star Trek world. I'm seeing the entire universe, which again distracts me from my everyday life, from my radio show, from the magazine, from my friends, from my family, and I can use my imagination to major extremes. With every adventure, my limiting beliefs pop up, and then I can recreate a different outcome. There's another thing I noticed that I want to mention. Many people state that instead of visualizing to actually do it, like for instance, you want a new car and you go out and you rent a car and you have it for a few days to experience it. Well, you are experiencing it in your 3D world. So you have already materialized it. And when you turn it in, well, that's it. The manifestation is done. Or you want to live in a tourist destination. So you go there, you have fun, you experience your short-lived your short-lived manifestation even though you enjoyed it immensely. But you're not going to live there because you just manifested your reality. And this is why. Because in order for your mind to create, it must have the emotions within the mind. You need to have your mind feel it, experience it as if you're physically doing it, but you're not. It's the mind that creates, not your physical senses. Get it? In other words, your mind is much more powerful when you become distracted from your 3D world and use your imagination and emotions creating from your holographic deck first. And you will be amazed at just how fabulous your life becomes even when you're living in rough surroundings. Then you can fully enjoy the totality of your creation you will realize just how frickin' powerful you are. <laughs> yes. So I'm hoping that you will all break free from what you perceive to be this reality and expand your mind to create from a holographic deck. Walk out of your 3D world and start creating. Again, it starts and stops within your mind. Watching TV or reading a book or watching the computer keeps you as a follower, not a creator. It's fascinating, isn't it? And I'm going to get into a little bit more as we go on in time about the holographic mind. Recently, I have found that my mind has been drifting in and out of the 3D world. And I find that I'm actually more powerful in the fourth dimension, fifth dimension, where I can create at a much faster speed and exactly what I want. But it's my association with this 3D world that gets me all screwed up. So, just remember that you want to be a creator. You want to be the master of your life. And you don't want to be a follower. And with that, let's take a fast commercial break and we'll be right back with an incredible, inspirational story that will give you such a warm, fuzzy feeling. We'll be right back. Did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind? Jules Johnson, International Certified Hypnotherapist, wants to introduce you to your powerful mind in order to create your dream life. In as little as one session, Jules guides you into releasing limiting beliefs that keep you from achieving wealth, health, better relationships, and even true love. Schedule a session in Palm Springs or set up a Skype video session for those nationally and internationally. Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951 201 2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com. Okay, we are back. Now, my guest tonight is my friend and associate of Law of Attraction Magazine, Deb Iceman. So, if you ever want to purchase advertising, Deb is the person that you go to who can wheel and deal and 
and make you so doggone happy. She lived and worked in New York in the television industry, to be exact, working with big name stars. She will tell you some of the shows that she was on, and it's going to blow you away. It was an extremely exciting career, while at the same time extremely hard to live in the backbiting and the constant negativity to survive the rat race that exists in every high-powered career. Until one day, when her life changed in a flash of an eye, well, welcome, Deb, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm so excited to be talking to my friend. Oh, thank you, Jules. I'm delighted to be with you, too. And, um, you know, I just I love working with you and love talking to you. So I'm, I'm looking forward to having some fun. Well, you have had a very interesting past. Yes. And that's one of the things because I really think that the listeners need to hear about your story because when a person is down and out physically emotionally mentally it's so difficult to get back on and you achieved that you corrected the ship and came back to life so i want to start from there so or have you tell everyone and first of all, when did it happen and sure. what happened? Okay, so I had a very successful career um, in network television. I, I thought I was going to do that for the rest of my life. And I had been, I was 14 years into it, and it was 1998. And I mean, I had covered the Oscars for Good Morning America and ran the office for Entertainment Tonight. I, I really had a great career. And I was in between jobs. I had just left a TV job, and I was taking a couple weeks off. And I, I went, it was September 1998, I went to Bloomingdale's to get a baby gift for a friend and got in a cab, I mean, it was like any other day, got in a cab to go home and in the, in the blink of an eye, my cab slammed into another cab and my life just changed. I mean, uh, I went from an active 36-year-old to basically just in so much pain and having so many issues physically that I felt like I was 90. Oh my gosh. So basically what happened was I, I ended up with um, herniated discs in my neck, uh, I think three of them, and one of them was pinching a nerve so that went down my arm. And then I had herniated discs in my back, and again, one was pinching, so it went down my leg, it was sciatica. And then the big diagnosis which was a mystery because it was back in 98 before people really knew this word. Eventually, I had a doctor tell me um, accurately that I had fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue mm -hmm. because what I couldn't put together was that it wasn't just my neck and back that hurt. I also had migraine headaches, but it was literally all over pain. And, you know, I, the way I describe it, is I'd be in bed sometimes for 18 hours and I'd be thirsty and there'd be water by the side of the bed, but I was too exhausted to even reach for it. It was, wow. it was horrible. Yeah. Goodness gracious. It was a dark night of the soul. So how long did that uh, keep you down? I mean, so that you couldn't physically work. Yeah. The, so that's a great question. The, the worst of the worst was, uh, it was like between eight months and a year. Wow. And, you know, in terms of, and I couldn't work. And in terms of what I was doing was like going to doctors and trying to figure stuff out. Um, I didn't get that fibromyalgia, you know, diagnosis for a while. So that, ex that actually helped me feel like I wasn't crazy. Mm. Um, and then things started to improve. I, I was still in chron daily chronic pain, pretty bad pain for the next four to five years, but I managed, I managed it and I managed to work and I managed to have a life. I just, I just did, you know, I had to really. You, so you did manage to work and well, yeah, this, but not in TV. I just, I couldn't have done it. It was, you know, that was like 16 hour shoots and real hard work. Uh -huh. So, um, you know, I thought that was was what I was going to go back to because that's all I knew. 
but the universe apparently had something much better um, in store for me. And basically what happened was, you know, I was, I when, when I first was in pain, uh, I, I, you know, I went to why me? I mean, I, I went to that and um, I didn't stay there very long because I knew even back then um, that why me would just keep me on this fork in the road that would just right. be more, more pain. So instead, I, I basically asked the universe to, to give me a message um, about what the pain meant. I mean, I think pain of any kind is a great teacher if we can take a step back and be more of an observer. So I asked that, and I got two answers back. I, one was to do some work on myself from some stuff from my past, which I ended up doing, and I think that was important. And then the other was to do something other than just go to doctors. So I didn't know what that was. But within a few days, a friend said to me, you need a hobby, you know, and I kind of laughed and I said, yeah, I do. And so I went to the Hallmark store down the street and I got a $2.98 watercolor kit, you know, painting and I hadn't painted since I was a kid. I didn't think I had any talent at all. And nights were the worst because I had horrible insomnia. And the, pain, the pain's always worse at night. Mm. So one night at about, it was late, like almost midnight, I pulled out these, you know, like a kindergartner would use, this little set. And I got some paper and I started painting. And it was magical it was on a couple levels. Um, it was magical because it took my mind off the pain. It was the only thing, it was very meditative, it was the only thing I could do that would literally take my mind off the pain. So um, that was the first thing. And then the second thing was, I mean, it took probably a week or so because I was really just playing with it at first. But all of a sudden, I looked down and I, I, I looked at these paintings and I wasn't saying I'm going to paint a giraffe. I just was painting my, you know, talk about spirit moving through you and Jules these paintings were pretty good wow. <laughs> and and I was painting like hieroglyphics that I didn't know about and just this weird you know these paintings that look like someone who had really had some training so I got my courage up and I showed them to a friend of mine and she was blown away and she said oh my god these would make great greeting cards and she then looked at me and she, you know, it, it was right before Christmas. It was probably a couple months before Christmas. And she said to me, it was a year later, you know, from my accident. And she said to me, um, I want 500 cards, Christmas cards. You know, I, I'll buy them from you. Can you do it? And so when you when you work in TV, you say yes first, and then you figure out how. And so I said yes. And I discovered with some research, it was cheaper to do 13,000 cards then 5,000. So I opened up a business and I didn't know how to do it, but I just did it. So, so you had them printed off of, you didn't paint 5,000. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I, no, I went to a printer in Pennsylvania and uh. I paid, it, it really wasn't that expensive between the money she paid. It just, it just wouldn't have made sense to do the 500 cards. So what I did was, no, it, I don't think it was 13,000. I think it was 3000. Sorry. So I ended up getting 3000 cards. She bought 500 of them and I started selling the other cards and they were really selling well. So it was just like, wow, how did this happen? So where did you uh, uh, sell them? Where did you go? So How I sold them do that. Yeah. So I sold them to a lot of individuals. Um, and then I went to some stores in New York City and just would walk in. And, uh, you know, I didn't have any training to do this. But when you're in TV, you just kind of have training to do everything. So I would just go in and tell them my story. And everybody was pretty blown away by my story. And um, they would buy boxes of cards. And, you know, the the cool thing about it is that people say they see my healing in my art. And I do believe that my painting was my own art therapy that I was doing on myself, and I, I didn't even know. So, in other words, you were healing yourself as you were painting. Yes, I absolutely believe that. I was healing myself from just a lot of things. 
And what was interesting to me um, was that at the beginning, you know, I was really, I was pretty down and out. And, you know, I will say this, I had suicide in my back pocket. I basically said, if this pain goes on, you know, for too long, I'll kill myself because I can't live like this. Mm. You know, I didn't, I didn't really tell the world that, but I had to have an out and luckily I didn't have to take that out. But, um, I'd be painting and I would not be in a good mood because I was in pain, but I'd look down at these paintings and there were these joyous figures on the page. And I think that my painting really helped me access some blind faith that I didn't know I had. Because if there was that joy on the page, it was coming from me. And I just basically was like, if there's tiny sparks of joy anywhere in my being, you know, I'll I'll take it. And I think that helped me turn the corner. So what was the dominant color that you were using? Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question. Well, I'm, I'm a blue kind of girl. So um, I used a lot of blues, but I used a lot of different colors in general. I, I, and yes, I did graduate from the $2.98 kit. I ended up, <laughs> thank God, um, I ended in the brushes, you know, were like really bad brushes. I ended up doing, I went to an art store and I um, got some, you know, paint brushes and big girl paints. I mean, you know, student grade paints. But the funny thing about this, which I think is such a great life lesson, if I went to an art class, I think they would have kicked me out because I painted, I, I used, I used the paints in different ways than most people do. I use different sized brushes. I, I tend to march to my own drummer in life anyway. Mm-hmm. But my point is that I didn't need to go to a class because I just, I just learned intuitively. And I think that's a, I think that's a good thing for, you know, listeners to hear because I, I talked to a lot of people who are, afraid to pick up a creative habit, a creative, um, you know, thing like painting because they don't think they'll do it perfectly. Mm -hmm. And basically I think that it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And I mean, this is, this is really true. There were nights where I would paint things and my inner critic would be like on my shoulder telling me how horrible it was. And I would look at it and think it was horrible but I made up a rule for myself that I wouldn't get rid of anything, rip anything up uh, until the next day, that I would look at it the next day. And every single time the next day, I loved it. Wow. Yeah. So did you start selling all of the pictures or just um, selected ones? Well, that's... That's a great question. I, I had, I think there were 12 I did, but basically what happened was I went on, um, I went on some informational interviews. It was really, somebody suggested I do this and it was such a great tip. Basically this guy said, go, you know, ask anyone, you know, who knows anything about art and selling art and ask those people if you can have 10 minutes of their time. And he said, I guarantee you most people will say that yes, because people in, in their heart want to help. And so I went and talked to people and somebody said, oh my God, this is amazing. You should go into art licensing. And I said, what's art licensing? And he basically explained that companies like throw blankets, like the one I'm sitting on, uh, wall decor, you know, uh, clothing, that kind of thing, that they work with artists and they, they do the manufacturing, they do the selling and the artist just gets paid. Wow. <laughs> so I was just like, well, that sounds really good because I was going to the post office like three, four times a week to sell those, bo- you know, to ship the boxes of cards. Mm-hmm. And um, that was not fun. So I produced my way into art licensing. I basically read everything I could, uh, asked to meet with people. And, and before long, I became my own agent and I've gotten over 25 deals of, you know, everything from fabric to baseball caps, coffee mugs, literally the throat blanket I'm on, um, pet placemats, just lots of stuff. How fun is that? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, the highlight was I had a product in Kohl's, and I went to St. Louis, where I'm from, and my mom and I went to Kohl's, and uh, my my picture was 
on the box because of my story of the healing. It was a massage roller. And I picked up the box and this little girl came over and said, is that you? And I said, yeah. And she said, hold on, I got to get my grandma so she can meet you. And it was just one of the nicest things that had ever happened to me. Oh, isn't that neat? Wow. So looking back, why do you think that this happened in your life? That's such a great question. I What I learned from this um, is that, in my opinion, everything does happen for a reason. And I, I, had, I had started baby steps of a spiritual life before this accident. And, and it was not easy to be in network television and be on a spiritual path and live in New York City. That it, it didn't really mesh. And so I, you know, I believe I was meant to be an artist and then these other things that I've taken on as well. And I never, I mean, since I didn't have a gift as a kid, how would I have ever found that uh, if not for the, you know, accident? And I joke that in my life there are no accidents. But I also think that I was meant to do some healing, and I did that through my art. I also think that the pain and the accident opened up so much compassion for other people and for myself. And I had been, I had been a different person, not a hardened person, but you know, TV's a rough. It's a rough industry, and I became the person I want wanted to be after going through everything I went through. So then, even though it was exciting, it, you were not in your happiest frame of mind working for TV. No. I, I mean, it was thrilling. I covered the Oscars. I met a ton of celebrities. I, I did went to great places. And so it was, it was, it was happy-making in that respect. But it's a very dog-eat-dog industry, and, you know, you're as good as your last piece that you produced. And yeah, I just always felt like I wasn't sure I was really good at it. I mean, I think I was because I did well, but I talked to a lot of people on TV who kind of feel like they're, you know, frauds and um, because there's so much competition. And so I, I really feel confident, not, not cocky, but confident in, in who I am today and what I'm doing uh, professionally. And that feels really good. So it was like the universe had to force you. Yep. And because you weren't going to do it yourself, you were Correct. going to stay there and, and keep the anxiety, keep the, everything going. And it wasn't I, yeah. until you got into that accident, it's like the universe said, you know, we got to <laughs> do something different here. <laughs> You're absolutely right, Jules. And I didn't, I, it was just like, I didn't, I was in tunnel vision. Of course I was going to be a TV producer. Of course that was what I would do for life. And yes, you're right. I had to, it, you know, it, it was, it was a big, it was a dark night of the soul. And I think I had to go through what I went through, uh, not only to, you know, be these new careers of mine, but also um, to do the work on myself that I'm really grateful I did. If oh, you if yeah. you would have chosen to step away from it, do you think the accident would have happened? Oh, if I would have chosen to um, step away from TV? Yeah. Oh, God, that's a good question. Um, I wouldn't have chosen to step away from TV, number one. And I never would have chosen art because it was... I mean, that'd be like, to me, it'd be like, you know, speaking Mandarin when I don't speak Mandarin. I didn't know I had this gift. And one of the things that I've learned is that we all have hidden gifts. Mm. And I was so lucky, not with the accident, but I was so lucky to find mine. And so, you know, what I like to say to people is you, you don't have to have chronic pain to, you know, relate to my story. If you're going through a bad divorce or you've lost someone or something like that, you know, you, it, pain is a teacher and I encourage people to try something different and they don't have to do it perfectly, but I feel like being creative and, and I truly believe we're all creative. I, I you know, some people right. say they're not creative, but there are different ways to be creative, but I think creativity heals and I think it just brings out a different side of us. Mm -hmm. And so if I have a hidden gift, 
in my humble opinion, then every listener here has a hidden gift that they can hopefully access as well. So your art actually helps other people to heal? Oh, it's amazing, Jules. I've gotten the most amazing um, notes. I got a note from someone um, who bought my fabric and she had a niece who had leukemia or something, you know, terminal. And she said she made pillowcases with my fabrics and uh, sent them to all her family members so they could all lay their heads down on the same um, uplifting fabric and pray at night for this little girl. Oh. Yeah. So, and another woman asked if she could use uh, my images. She blew them up to work with... Um, you know, um, uh, um, high schoolers with learning disabilities because she wanted them to be able to put names, you know, um, names on feelings. And, uh, some of my art has like joy and, uh, that, those kind of words with them. And so she used them to help her class. Someone else used my posters to, um, encourage people on a breast cancer walk. I mean, it's just, it, I get chills thinking about it, and it just makes me so happy. Even if it just touched one person, that's plenty, but it, yeah. it ha- has touched more. So, that lucky is me. so great. Yeah, wonderful. What a real life's journey that you've been on. And like you said, it doesn't really matter what people are going through. They need to know that sometimes those things are serving the best purpose to redirect you on where you want to go absolutely absolutely should go not necessarily where you want to go but where you should be going in order to fulfill your life's purpose absolutely and i think a big piece for me which is interesting because you know some of law of attraction what you think about expands I i did not know that back then at all but on some level i think i did because i really felt like there was a fork in the road and I could have really gone to the woe is me obsess about the pain and stay in the pain. And I probably would have ended up taking my own life with, with the track I was on, or, you know, I was able to take a step back, take the Google earth view. I like to say, because when you're in it, you know, it's a postage stamp view, (laughs) take the Google earth view and say to the universe, what's, you know, what is this teaching? You know, what, what's in this for me? What are you trying to tell me? And one of the things that I got is was to focus on whatever little joy I had. I mean, I really started to realize it to be grateful for the little things. And I think that helped a lot because, you know, uh, it's hard to be in pain and and keep up a good mood, you know, but I, I think that that definitely helped. And I, I, I believe, I believe pain is a teacher for everyone. And I hope that other people can take a step back and learn what it's about and, and, and know that they can get to the other side. If I can get to the other side, they can get to the other side. Well, what's so neat, especially with the law of attraction, it, when you start doing your artwork, and writing out the words peace, love, joy, whatever, it is like you're scripting. Even though it's art, you are scripting and you're bringing that into your life. So that is, you know, literally what you are bringing to you. That is such a great point, Jules, and I never thought about it. I was intuitively putting those words down, but you're right. You're right. And then, you know, then someone buys a needlepoint canvas with the word joy on it and hangs it in their room. And hopefully that'll bring them some joy. Exactly. Exactly. But part of the healing process, too. And and but I really believe it's the colors, the words, the art, because you are so passionate and you're loving it that how can it not come back into yourself it is absolutely yeah master script that you are writing yep so you had to come from that real desperation in order to move into the real light absolutely absolutely it's that darkness before the dawn thing it's it's absolutely true and i think you know we all have darkness in our Mm -hmm. lives but Mm -hmm. 
um, you know, I do believe it's there for a reason. And boy, the light is a it's a it's a happier place to live in. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, I'll say. So I'm just wondering because I I think it's fascinating with scripting because it doesn't have to be just with words. It can be artwork, which yep. you are very passionate about. So if you I know you just moved to New Mexico. Yeah. So did you script out your house? Oh, that's such a great question. Um, well, I I apparently scripted this out subconsciously beautifully, but I had never been to Santa Fe before, and um, it just kind of came to me that I was supposed to move out here which I thought was pretty crazy because I'd never been here and that just kept it, it, it I just kept getting that message so I came out here with my mom and I fell in love with it I mean I just I love it out here so I had looked on the internet um, you know for the kind of home I wanted uh, which I might add was a heck of a lot cheaper than New York City oh yeah and what we 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 were going to four different places to check and the first place we went, I stood in the living room and I looked at my mom and I said, this is, this is home. And she said, it sure is. She said, let's not even go anywhere else. I said, okay. And the funny wow. thing was that the place was so popular that the rental person said, you know, I said I wanted to move in the summer. This was in February, I decided. Um, and she said, okay, but these don't open up a lot. And I said, well, I'll put my mojo out there. And she kind of laughed. <laughs> probably thought I was crazy. And she called me two weeks later and she said, I'm not sure what kind of mojo you have, but a home just opened up and it's yours if you want it. Oh, wow. Wow. So you had shifted so dramatically. Now your outlook was, must have been super high in order for you to want to move to New Mexico and for you to attract that house that you wanted. Absolutely. And what's the cool thing about that is that if you had said to me two years before I got this message that I was supposed to move, that I was going to leave New York City, I would have said not in a million years. I was kind of stuck there. <laughs> it's that you, you, you're you there and you never leave thing. Uh-huh. And I didn't know anything else. And I would have been so fearful. But, but you know, my my spirit changed and my needs changed and I needed to be in a place like New Mexico where the, the energy is so high. And so fortunately the work was done on me without me knowing it. And I just kept putting one foot in front of the the other and it happened. And you never stopped painting. I, you know, I, I still paint. I don't paint as much because I, um, I'm doing more things now. I'm still licensing my art, which is great. But I also started helping other artists to license their art because um, not a lot of artists like the business side. I happen to be very lucky. I, I love the business side. And so I have helped other artists get deals. Um, and then I got my dream job of working with you. So I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> yes, and you are quite good with the business. Thank so you. with with all of the um, amazing people that you have brought to the magazine to advertise in it, what uh, stands out in your mind about that? Oh, about uh, just the whole experience? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's amazing because, I mean, I'll just say, you know, I heard you on one of your shows that you were looking for an ad exec, and I hadn't done that exact work, but intuitively I knew I could do it and that I was supposed to do it, and you and I clicked so quickly. Um, I think what's so great about it, well, first place, I love your magazine, and I believe strongly in the law of attraction and in the work you do, but also I just, um, all my skills from TV and being an agent Um, and being in licensing apply to this job. I love sleuthing to find new people. And (laughs) I just do. I do. And then, you know, one of the biggest gifts is that I have been able to connect, even if it's on the phone, you know, or email with some of the most amazing, like-minded spiritual people who then advertise. And then the absolute 
uh, cherry on top of the cake or whatever the expression is, icing on the cake, is when they come back to me. Well, first place, the synchronicity of when they say, oh, my God, last week I was asking the universe how I can get more clients. And then you came out of the blue. I guess it's meant to be. And I love when that it, it happens all the time and it just gives me chills. But the best part of it is when people come back to advertise again or to say that they got new clients or they sold more books or whatever, you know, that's when it's just a win-win and I know I'm doing the right thing. And, um, you know, I, who could ask for more? Oh, I know. And, and, uh, we have a good time. We, we, normally talk to each other a couple of times a week but you're always very happy thank you you love you love talking to these people you'll call them up and (laughs) see what their needs are and then you come back to me you say oh that was such a wonderful person (laughs) i I, I, you must think i'm weird sometimes because (laughs) i just get so happy i'm practically jumping through the phone it's just it just makes me feel so good to connect with them, hear their story of way, you know, Uh because a lot of people who are doing healing work didn't get there on an easy path and then be able to tell you that we get to work with them. And I, I, you know, I'm like a little kid in a candy store because I get very excited. (laughs) Yes, I know. (laughs) I know. And you're very good and patient with me. (laughs) No, I love crazy. Yeah. I'm I'm just amazed that I haven't driven you crazy yet oh because God, I no. I've got so many hats on too. So you have been doing a fabulous job, and people just tell me how good they feel just talking to you and getting their needs met. So it's like a double win situation, and the Thank magazine you. is oh it is wonderful. I'm loving it so much. Right. And I just love, I love when we bring new energy in and, mm. you know, people from all over, I mean, we've booked people from all over the world. That's the, <sighs> the great news about today is, you know, I think w- woman was in Turkey. She does healing work and it doesn't matter. I just Skype with them and, and they sign up and they get clients because they're doing Skype work. Did uh, one just sign up from um, Switzerland? Yeah. Well, yeah. Switzerland recently. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. I love being able to touch the world. Yeah. So now we have Neil Donald Walsh on the cover August 1st. So if anybody wants to advertise, now's the time to call Deb and, and get on board. She's, she can help you. She knows everything about the magazine. Absolutely. But on top of that, shall we tell them who's going to be on the cover for October? Oh, let's do it. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people would recognize this name. I did. But um, there is a channel known as Theo. And the history is, is this is where Esther and Jerry Hicks went to learn about channeling. And they had one-on-one sessions with Theo. So it's Sheila and Marcus Gillette and they are just beautiful people beautiful and I'm so excited about them because I get to do an exclusive interview with with them and we're going to uh, put that interview into the magazine and um, it it's just going to be mind-blowing true law of attraction well yeah and I just feel like you know to 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 get to work with the catalyst for Abraham Hicks. It's so powerful. And, you know, I, I know the magazine energetically when we have someone, well, we always have great people on the cover, but I just think energetically it's picked up. And I think it's just, um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what comes of it. Oh yes. And, uh, we've got more people, um, on the covers that are just going to be so exciting. One of my favorite issues, was um michael beckwith yes yeah that was so much fun and he was so wonderful and he had what all of these magazines printed out for his um agape church the bookstore right and that sunday it's completely sold out so they called me immediately 
please we need wow. to order more 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 and i'm going oh my goodness okay okay we'll try to get it next sunday we will get next sunday we'll have them that's awesome <laughs> but for them to sell out and um just wonderful wonderful comments from agape church about the magazine and he was so cute yeah he was so cute on the cover he's so cute inside and <laughs> Well, and I just, you know, I love when we have these amazing people on the cover because then we get new readers who are following them. I mean, it's it's just yeah. so, it's cool how it works. It is cool, yeah. Oh, yes, we're going to have some really um, phenomenal upcoming issues, so everybody stay close by. Now, how can people reach you personally if they want to talk to you about being in the magazine which is not expensive at all you've got yeah. a whole bunch of different packages to fit the budget right? yeah we we really do it's amazing how we have these very affordable packages and you know very different iterations of things you can do so um they can email me at deb d-e-b at l-o-a media m-e-d-i-a dot com and then I will get back to them and uh, we can talk on the phone or whatever. But I just, I, I, yeah, I encourage anyone who's thinking about it to at least reach out because it is affordable. And, uh, you know, we, if, if I could toot our horn, we do get good results. And so that makes me happy. Yeah, me too. Um, and now for the real kicker, please tell us how we can get some of your art. So that we can experience. And, and I personally love the ones that have the joy on there. Right. Oh, my goodness. I love that. So how can we... You have an ad in the magazine, but there's other things besides the throw what are yeah things that yeah so there's throw blankets and needlepoint canvases that are uh, readily available but the easiest way to do it is to go to my website which is www.deb eisman and eisman's tricky so i'll spell it out it's d-e-b-e-i-s-e-m-a-n.com so if you go to debeisman.com, you can just shoot me an email through there, and I'll tell you where you can get stuff. Okay, good. Now, yeah. what would you say, your heartfelt emotions, what would you say to that person who's listening right now who is ready to just give up? What would you say? Well, I would say to hang in there. I would say don't quit five minutes before the miracle. And I would Ooh, say, that gave me chick. I yeah, <laughs> you know, because I really was ready to quit, but I, but I hung in there and I would say to start looking for whatever sparks of blind faith, joy, synchronicity you can find to keep you going. And I would ask the universe, I would say, you know, what's the message in this and what am I supposed to do next? And when I ask those kinds of questions, I usually get some sort of an answer through weird ways, but I usually get the answer. And I would also say if I can if I can get to the light, you know, get to the other side, then they can too. So, in other words, you're saying stay open to the universe answering your question. Absolutely. Absolutely stay open. I mean, it can happen in funny ways. I, you know, I... I you could see a butterfly and uh, look up the spiritual meaning of butterfly and it can mean like a rebirth from the cocoon. You know, I really keep my eyes open and um, yeah. And I would just, uh, I would also, as I said before, I think we're all creative and I think that if there's something you've been wanting to try that you should give it a try because that might bring you joy and that might bring you clarity as well. So, but that's the important thing. Find something to do like painting or yep. scripting or writing. Anything that you can put your focus on other than the pain or the discomfort or the desperation. Absolutely. And Absolutely. And, um, you know, yeah. I, and I think that, um, you know, again, to get back to I'm self-taught, you know, I don't think people need to go to class. I mean, they could if they want to, but uh, don't let that stop you. 
if, if you can't get to a class. You know, just pick something up and give it a try. Pick something up and give it a try. What do you've got to lose? Right. Uh, you went and picked up a $2.99 <laughs> water paint kit. Yep. So. Yep. And look. That, uh, yeah, and look, look where you are today. So yeah. I think that's pretty exciting. Um, and that the universe will always put something in front of you. When yes. one door closes, another will open. But you have to have the eyes to see the open, new open door. Absolutely. And, you know, to get back to law of attraction, it, it's hard when you're in so much pain. But uh, I do try to focus on the positive, even if it's just a little positive and that grows, you know, just do try to pay attention to the positive. I think that helps. I do too. And as a hypnotherapist, I can say that a person can be so desperate and so hard to break away, but they need to know that they can break away from that desperation and change their thoughts within 15 seconds. Yep. All you have to do is get tired of being sick and tired yep. and just say, I don't want to be there anymore. I want to be over here. So I'm going to think of something that makes me feel good Absolutely. because I'm worth it. And when they take that step, that's when they are on the path. That's when they're able to recognize what the universe wants them to do. I could not agree more. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. So, Deb, how long did it take for you to get out of your desperation from the pain and the migraines and therapy and everything? Oh, how boy. That's, was it a year? Yeah. Oh, no. It was a lot longer than that. I A year was in – a, in a year, I was able to really um, – to function more. The first year uh -huh. was pretty hard. Um, in another five years after that or so, um, I had pain. Uh, but the pain definitely diminished. And um, I mean, I had people saying to me, I couldn't live with chronic pain. And I just would look at them and say, I don't really have a choice, you know, but what ended up helping me, I did a lot of uh, holistic things. Um, you know, Eastern was better for me than Western. Sorry, doctors. Uh, they helped in, in their own way. But, um, you know, I did detoxes, herbal detoxes and acupuncture and slowly but surely got better. And I lead a very active life now. So, um, yeah. It was a while, but it was it was worth it was worth every I, I wouldn't I wouldn't turn back the hands of time and be an unhappy TV producer. Uh, I'd, I'd take the path I took. So were you um, because of Western medicine, were you on drugs for like the first year? You know, I actually chose not to be wow. on drugs because I just didn't want to. You know, I, I just I know that. I know enough about them that they work for a while and then they don't and you have to mm -hmm. take more. Um, so I only, I took non-narcotic stuff, but, um, yeah, so I was in a, I was in a lot of pain, but I just didn't want to numb myself out and then be addicted. And then where do you go from there? So I, I didn't take anything. Okay. So that is a very good piece of advice too. Yes. Because you really, if you are in that phase where you're just taking pill just to get rid of the pain you are then blocking all of the stuff from coming to you absolutely you're, you you cannot recognize you you can't have your eyes wide open and see what the universe needs you to do so i think what you just suggested eastern medicine yep um chinese medicine right. acupuncture the natural way, I know you're a nut about essential oils. Like yes, yes, all of that stuff. And you, you hit the nail on the head because if I had just taken a bunch of pills, I guarantee you I would have missed, you know, half or more of the signs that were coming my way because I would have just been drugged. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Wow, this is a great story. Well, Deb, thank you so much for coming on and telling this you know, really, I think this is something that everybody needs to hear. Life is 
as we think it is and we can change our perception of it when we start taking responsibility for our emotions and how that's being projected out we are responsible for the way we think and that's the only thing that we can change is our minds so you just proved to everybody that you wanted something different you kept your eyes open and you moved forward you healed yourself with this beautiful art so much that it's actually out there healing others so it's it's just a wonderful wonderful story thank you so much for sharing it oh jules you are so welcome thank you for having me Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.